0: Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Thank you for joining me and welcome back and to another episode of this podcast. You know, I'm really, I get excited when I do the podcast because especially now that I'm doing them kind of not every day. I get an opportunity like there are things I want to talk about and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay I want to talk about that on the podcast. So this is really like This is a nice little adjustment for me If you haven't been i've been doing igtv videos. I did um and youtube videos Um, I did I have two videos up right now two new videos up on youtube. Um, that's youtube at Financial emancipator and you can check it out on my igtv if you follow me on instagram, which is um at financial emancipation head on over there and see um and see the the videos that they were discussing the nail salon debacle in Brooklyn. Um, so it was a nice little um, insert into the conversation a little bit later than when it was like the hottest topic. But I like to do that sometimes because sometimes it's better to wait, watch the conversation and then see where you can insert yourself in a way that actually makes sense. So that is how I um, how I dealt with that part of the conversation. So head on over and, and check those out. Also, I would like to start the podcast today with the financial emancipation thought of the day. And this quote is from Rebecca Johnson. And the quote is, money is the opposite of the weather. Nobody talks about it, but everyone does something about it. And that's really <laughs> You know, it's really funny. People people have the most small talk in the world about the weather, you know, and the weather is so insignificant in a sense that you can't control it. So if, if it's nice outside, great. If it's terrible outside, great. There's nothing you can do about it. You can hear about it. Someone else can tell you what is going to happen, but you can't do anything about the weather. You have no control over it. But people are very silent when it comes to money. They don't talk about money. But money is something you can actually control. Money is something you can actually do something about. And particularly the money you have, how you spend it, is something you can actually do something about. So it's just kind of funny. And the quote was meant to have a little humor in it that, you know, people don't talk about the thing that they actually can do something about and actually has a greater impact on their life than just, you know, what the weather is. So. We should talk about money. I talk about that all the all time on this podcast. We should openly talk about money. We should be willing and able to discuss money openly in important relationships in our lives in our families and our with our spouses, with our relationships with our friends, with our children, you know, with our bosses about potential raises and increases. We should be able to talk about money a lot more openly and it's a shame. That as a society, we've made money this taboo thing that people don't talk about with each other because it allows the secrecy that makes suffering when it comes to money something people are forced to do in silence versus being able to be open about it. And that leads me to the topic for today, um, for today's podcast, which is about the emotional toll financial stress and financial distress can take on you and how it can impact all of your other relationships so greatly um, and you don't even realize it. So, if you've ever been through a financial, a stressful financial period in your life, if you're going through one right now, if you feel like you are struggling to make ends meet, if you're having trouble making ends meet, you recognize that it is something that is stressful to the point of it can be physically stressful on you. Like you can feel as though you cannot breathe under the weight of financial stress. Um, When you have... There's two types of financial stress I like to identify because they they impact you in two different ways. If you are struggling financially because you simply do not make enough money to meet your to make your ends meet, meaning you know you have basic expenses, expenses you whittled it down to the most basic things that you can spend your money on and you still don't have enough money to do the necessary things in your life, that's a what's a level of financial stress that is kind of it's a really intense financial stress because you really are just thinking, I just need a little bit more money. I need to earn more money. So your focus is really on your earning and a lot less on your spending because again, if you're at your, be- your bottom, you're at the basic, you're just spending on you know, the basic things to keep you alive you know, and you still don't have enough money. That's one set of financial stress. The more often more popular financial stress is that I earn enough money but I can never seem to have enough money because I can't control my spending habits I can't control the things that I spend my money on. And therefore, I am constantly overextended, overstressed that I'm not living to to my means. I'm living beyond my means with credit and with other aspects of my life for which I am trying to to live a certain life that I cannot afford. That is the most popular financial stress that people have It is the most popular reason for people to be in a financial bind is living beyond your means. Most people who are living within their means and still can't make ends meet are, are struggling with an income issue, one that if they had a better job would be easily rectified. That is common. It's just that is one type. But the one that is really stressful for people tends to be the one where you are making enough money or making money. And your spending habits are such that you make bad decisions and that because you earn money and you want to live a lifestyle to even more money, you are overextending yourself with credit and you are bogged down. Okay. In the beginning, it doesn't feel that way because the credit card bills seem low. It's just a hundred dollars, $200, $500. And then all of a sudden, as you continue to do that and live beyond your means, if you think about it, right over the course of a month, if you ever chose to do the math, you brought in $4,000 and you spent $6,000. $2,000 of that you spent on credit. Eventually that's going to catch up to you and I know that we talk about the eventual trap, the inevitable trap. There's a whole podcast episode. If you go back on iTunes, look it up. The inevitable trap of credit. Credit is absolutely an inevitable trap. That Eventually you will spend more than you should. You will, if you don't exercise any self-control and discipline, you will go into credit card debt and you will struggle to get out of it so the weight of of additional debt on top of the weight of paying your bills which then sometimes fluctuate and sometimes have ebbs and flows along with the fact that knowing that you didn't spend this money on anything of value you bought things you bought things that's all you bought was things it's like you used it to pay for the you know medical bills or things like that those happen but again that's not usually the case Usually it's an instance of just overextending yourself to live a lifestyle you cannot afford. And I I say that over and over again because it's an important aspect is that we need to get real about what we can afford. And when you struggle with that and you push yourself and you push your finances beyond the brink to the level where you are overextending yourself with credit and living beyond your means, the stress of that financially comes with the mistake of it. Because most people can see the mistake. You see the mistake you, you see where you went wrong. As soon as the bills start piling up, as soon as the credit is is to the brink, as soon as the credit card payment every month starts to be no longer a couple of thirty five, forty dollars and you feel good about paying a hundred, two hundred, when it becomes a minimum payment it's four and five hundred dollars. On multiple credit cards or by the time you finish paying all the credit cards you've spent a thousand or so dollars in minimum payments to pay all the credit cards you start to begin to realize the mistakes because then at most times you can't even remember what you bought with that credit and the stress of the mistake that's the problem with financial binds. you begin to beat yourself up because you feel like you've made mistakes and now you can't get out of the mistakes and now the mistakes are weighing you down And they're making an adjustment on your, on your feelings and your emotions, your attitude, and then how you're interacting with your children, particularly if you have children who understand a little bit about money, then you start to fuss at them about every little thing when it comes to money. They have no idea that you overextended yourself on credit. And as a matter of fact, it's not their fault because you did this. This is a mistake you made, but often it's taken out on, you know, preteen and teenage kids. You know, you don't understand the value of money. You don't respect money. I don't have it, you know. Yeah, but that you don't have it And they don't respect the value of the money Because this is another mistake you've made You didn't teach it to them And you didn't make them accountable And the same way you haven't held yourself accountable So the emotional toll it can take on your relationships Now you're fussing and fighting with your, your children about money Your spouse The arguments that people have in relationships about money Are bar none, right? Because it's particularly when people do not have the same idea about money And if there's a struggle financially The, the number one reason for breakups and divorce Is not infidelity as people would suspect it is finances. Money will break up a relationship way faster than anything else. And it's not just about having money or not having money, usually it's how you choose to deal with money or relate to money that will end a relationship quick fast. So this the financial stress that we go through and we pick up the reason I am I push us in this podcast to try to make the better decisions in advance. Is because the the level of sacrifice that you will have to make not not only financially but also emotionally. Once you've made these overextensions of yourself, once you've lived beyond your means, once you've accumulated debt, once you've not had any savings, once you haven't contributed to your four hundred one k. That sacrifice is so great, and takes such an emotional toll that it can lead to depression. It can lead to physical ailments like weight gain and 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 and, and high blood pressure. And all kind of other physical ailments that make you sick. This can make you sick because you're so stressed out about money. And so I'm saying that if you're already there, we can walk it back. And I'm saying if you're not there yet, we can do things to stop you from getting there. Go back, listen to the first five or six episodes of the podcast where I talk about the five ways to walk towards your financial freedom. Listen to those episodes, get a sense of what that is and how we stop this to Stop this train from going off, off the rails. Begin to take responsibility for what you're doing in finances and be willing to admit that you don't know what you're doing. It is okay to not know how to manage your finances, but it is not okay to sit still and act as if you do and make really detrimental mistakes and then not understand how you're going to get out of them. And when you finally look for someone to help you, the sacrifice feels so great that you don't want to make it don't do that to yourself we're here to stop that we're going to stop this insanity we want to stop us moving on the same path and we want to walk the opposite direction towards financial freedom it is work it's going to take a lot of work but to get yourself and climb out of these financial situations so that you can have peace of mind is very valuable and it's worth the work and effort that it's going to take to do it but it is not you it's not a one day you didn't get yourself into this overnight so it's going to take you some time to get out so be assured that you can get out of it but understand it's going to take a lot of sacrifices and the sacrifices you're going to have to make will feel heavy but not heavier than the weight of financial stress and strain as it puts on you physically insomnia, not being able to sleep, not eating properly, you know, stressing out in your relationships, it could damage, you could ruin the relationship with the love of your life over mismanagement of finances. Why would you do that? Why would you make that sacrifice when you could just fix the way in which you handle your finances? I know it's deep. I know it's ingrained. I know it came from your parents. I know it came from how you were raised. I know it comes from some emotional pole that's missing. I know that it's a deep seated thing. It goes deeper than just a conversation, but you gotta be willing to put in that work. And when you put in that work and fix those holes, trust me, you fix more than your finances. I'm a big proponent of therapy. I advocate for everyone to go to it because we all have things that we're dragging along with us from our childhood. And that includes how you manage your money. That includes how you manage your finances and why and how it impacts you. And when you clean up all that mess, you don't just clean up the mess of your finances. Trust me when I tell you, you clean up the mess of your entire life. And once that's clean and squeaky clean, You can move forward into prosperity in all aspects of your life, including your financial freedom. So join me on this, go back, listen to some of the episodes that are here, the one you you don't, you don't deserve anything, you can't afford. Listen to the one about retirement, go back. The first 20 or 30 episodes are really just lessons, a lot of lessons. So head on back, listen to those, recap, get yourself reacclimated and get ready to walk towards your financial freedom. We're about to start a new quarter. September brings the last quarter of the year. You can do this. We can do it together. But you've got to be willing to make the sacrifices now. So you have to make less sacrifices later. So that was just a little word for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at F-I-N Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. And if you have questions for me, shoot me an email at Malik at TheFinancialEmancipation.com. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that you'll be back. As we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.